0: Chapter 25 of Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume One, by Song Ling Pu, translated by Herbert A. Giles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jane Dever chapter twenty five jen siu jen chien was a native of yu tai and a dealer in rugs and furs one day he set off for Shensi, taking with him every penny he could scrape together and on the road he met a man who told him that his name was shen shu ting and his native place was su Hsien these two soon became firm friends and entered into a masonic bond with each other journeying on together by the same stages until they reached their destination by and by mr jen fell sick and his companion had to nurse him which he did with the utmost attention but for ten days he gradually got worse and worse and at length said to shen my family is very poor eight mouths depend upon my exertions for food and now alas i am about to die far from my own home you and i are brothers at this distance there is no one else to whom i can look now in my purse you will find two hundred ounces of silver take half and when you have defrayed my funeral expenses use the balance for your return journey and give the other half to my family if however you will take my remains home with you to my native place these expenses need not be incurred he then with the aid of a pillow wrote a letter which he handed to shen and that evening he died thereupon shen purchased a cheap coffin for some five or six ounces of silver and as the landlord kept urging him to take away the body he said he would go out and seek for a temple where it might be temporarily deposited but he ran away and never went back to the inn and it was more than a year before Jen's family knew what had taken place his son was just about seventeen years of age and had recently been reading with a tutor but now his books were laid aside and he proposed to go in search of his father's body his mother said he was too young and it was only when he declared he would rather not live than stay at home that with the aid of the pawn-shop enough money was raised to start him on his way an old servant accompanied him and it was six months before they returned and performed the last ceremonies over jen's remains the family was thus reduced to absolute destitution but happily young sue was a clever fellow and when the days of mourning were over took his bachelor's degree on the other hand he was somewhat wild and very fond of gambling and although his mother strictly prohibited such diversions all her prohibitions were in vain by and by the grand examiner arrived and sue came out in the fourth class his mother was extremely angry and refused to take food, which brought young Xiu to his senses, and he promised her faithfully he would never gamble again. From that day he shut himself up, and the following year took a first-class degree, coming out among the senior graduates. His mother now advised him to take pupils, but his reputation as a disorderly fellow stuck to him, and no one would entrust their sons to his care just then an uncle of his named chang was about to start with merchandise for the capital and recommended that hsiou should go along with him promising himself to pay all expenses an offer which Xiu was only too pleased to accept when they reached lin they anchored outside the custom-house where they found a great number of salt junks in fact a perfect forest of masts and what with the noise of the water and the people it was quite impossible to sleep. Besides, as the row was beginning to subside, the clear rattle of dice from a neighboring boat fell upon Sue's ear, and before long he was itching to be back at his old games. Listening to hear if all around him were sound asleep, he drew forth a string of cash that he had brought with him, and thought he would just go across and try his luck so he got up quietly with his money and was on the point of going when suddenly recollected his mother's injunctions and at once tying his purse-strings laid himself down to sleep he was far too excited however to close his eyes and after a while got up again and reopened his purse this he did three times until at last it was too much for him and off he went with his money crossing over into the boat whence the sounds proceeded he beheld two persons engaged in gambling for high stakes so throwing his money on the table he begged to be allowed to join the others readily consented and they began to play Sue winning so rapidly that soon one of the strangers had no money left and was obliged to get the proprietor of the boat to change a large piece of silver for him proceeding to lay down as much as several ounces of silver for a single stake as the play was in full swing another man walked in who after watching for some time at length got the proprietor to change another lump of silver for him of one hundred ounces in weight and also asked to be allowed to join in now Sue's uncle waking up in the middle of the night and finding his nephew gone and hearing the sound of dice throwing hard by knew at once where he was and immediately followed him to the boat with a view of bringing him back finding however that Sioux was a heavy winner he said nothing to him only carrying off a portion of his winnings to their own boat and making the others of his party get up and help him to fetch the rest even then leaving behind a large sum for Sioux to go on with by and by the three strangers had lost all their ready money and there wasn't a farthing left in the boat upon which one of them proposed to play for lumps of silver but hsew said he never went so high as that this made them a little quarrelsome hsew's uncle all the time trying to get him away and the proprietor of the boat who had only his own commission in view managed to borrow some hundred strings of cash from another boat and started them all again Hsiu soon took this out of them and as day was beginning to dawn and the custom-house was about to open he went off with his winnings back to his own boat the proprietor of the gambling-boat now found that the lumps of silver which he had changed for his customers were nothing more than so much tinsel and rushing off in a great state of alarm to sue's boat told him what had happened and asked him to make it good but when he discovered he was speaking to the son of his former travelling companion Chen chien chi he hung his head and slunk away covered with shame for the proprietor of that boat was no other than Shen chu ting of whom hsiou had heard when he was in Shensi. now however that with supernatural aid the wrongs of his father had been avenged he determined to pursue the man no further so, going into partnership with his uncle, they proceeded north together, and by the end of the year their capital had increased fivefold. fold then purchased the status of Xian Shang, and by further careful investment of his money, ultimately became the richest man in that part of the country. End of Chapter Twenty-Five